everyone. You're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hi. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Yolo. And on this week's episode, we are going over the musical Catch Me If You Can. It is largely based on the plot of the movie of the same name, starring Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, which is in turn inspired by the 1980 semi-autobiography of the same name. We are using the 2011 original Broadway cast recording, which I believe is the only available option, and that is on Spotify, so we'll be linking it in our show notes. So the music for this show was written by Mark Shaman, and lyrics were by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, with a book by Terrence McNally. I was hoping you were just going to say the same name for all of them. <laughs> Mark Shaman and Mark Shaman, and also Mark Shaman. <laughs> so me, myself, and I sort of play. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> So as far as productions for this show, the musical had a reading in 2005 and then private workshops in 2007. The musical was originally scheduled to premiere at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle, Washington on July 25th, 2009. But the first few days of previews were canceled due to a family tragedy of our very dear Norbert Leo Butts, who played Carl Hanratty. So Hmm. held off and then they premiered on July 28th, 2009 and ran until August 16th, 2009. It opened on Broadway on April 10th, 2011 at the Neil Simon Theater and closed on September 4th, 2011 after 32 previews and 170 performances. The yeah. cast included Aaron Tveit, Norbert Leo Butts, Tom Wopat, Carrie Butler, and Rachel DeBenedict. There was a U.S. tour that ran from October 7th, 2012 to July 28th, 2013, and the show also went to Korea, Japan, and Australia. Fun fact, the Japanese version was played by an all-female theater troupe, the Takarazuka Review. Yay. I thought that was super cool. (laughs) The show was nominated for a handful of awards, but only won one Tony for Best Performance by a Leading Actor in a Musical and one Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Actor in a Musical, both being won by Norbert Leo Butts. Not surprising. Mm, Good old Butts. Oh, good old Butts. So let's go ahead and jump into our Act 1. We open in the 1960s where Frank Abagnale Jr., a young con man, is cornered at the Miami International Airport by FBI agent Carl Hanrady and his team. Ooh. Hanrady insists there's no reason to run and his men are trained to shoot. Pew pew. Pew pew. Before his arrest, Frank begs Hanrady that he be allowed to tell the people in the airport why they're after him. Hanrady only wants to know how Frank passed the bar exam in New Orleans in order to pose as a lawyer. Frank promises to tell him if he's allowed to tell his story. And Hanrady agrees in the song Live in Living Color. Frank lives with his parents, Frank Abagnale Sr. and Paula Abagnale in New Rochelle, New York. His parents met in Montrichard, France during World War II. Paula noticed Frank Sr. in the audience as she was performing in the song The Pinstripes Are All That They See. And the two got married shortly after. Due to them being short on money, Frank always attended public school, although he did wear a private school jacket anyway, just kind of because... He is taunted because he looks like a substitute teacher, which gives Frank an idea. A few days later, the principal informs his parents that Frank has been teaching French class at the school while the teacher is absent. (laughs) Just casually. (laughs) One day, while Frank walks home from school, he spots his mother dancing with one of Frank Sr.'s friends. She tries to convince him not to tell his father, but Frank soon finds himself in a custody battle between his parents. So Frank decides to run away in the song Someone Else's Skin. Frank learns to forge fake checks, and he cashes them at banks across the country, successfully conning millions of dollars. (laughs) Oh, no. Got him. Whoopsies. 
<laughs> at a New York City hotel, Frank notices several attractive women, uh-huh. Uh-huh. all of them stewardesses. He decides to become a pilot, even though he has no training. Sure. So he creates a fake ID card and finds a co-pilot job at Pan America World Airways. Frank's co-workers express the joy of life in the skies in the song Jet Set. You can see this is going to go very well. Right. He just, just waltzes in and is like, I'm going to be a pilot today. And they're like, cool. We don't need a background check. We believe you. Yeah. <laughs> this was back in the day. Right. Just needed a firm handshake. Just walked in on a tarmac like, I'm the pilot now. Congratulations. Yep. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., Agent Hanratty finds several fake checks on his desk. He is assigned to track down the writer of the checks along with Agents Branton, Dollar, and Cod in the song Live and Living Color Reprise, which is not on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Frank sings about his love for the law and gives some advice to the writer of the checks in the song Don't Break the Rules. He big cop boy. Frank enjoys his life as a pilot, remembering how his dad always said that women love a man in uniform. However, he feels homesick and decides to visit Frank Sr., upset to learn that his dad had to close his store in order to save money. Frank offers his dad some checks to improve his financial situation, but Frank Sr. declines. He thinks Frank should be happy with his success and not worry about him, in the song Butter Out of Cream. Hanrady sorts through leftover items from the hotel Frank had just stayed at, looking for the man inside the clues. In the song... Man Inside the Clues. Exciting. Whoa, what an aptly named song. <laughs> Who would have guessed that would be the name? <laughs> Henry tracks a Frank to a hotel room in Los Angeles, but Frank escapes. Escape. <gasps> he tricked Henry into, into believing Frank was actually a secret service agent named Barry Allen. What? The fastest man alive? Yeah, secret identity of DC's The Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. Fun, funny joke. Frank attends a holiday party for the airport staff. He ends up feeling lonely and decides to call Hanrady on a payphone for comfort. Because sure. Why not? Hanrady realizes that Frank is actually just a kid and reveals that he is also spending Christmas alone. The song Christmas is my favorite time of year. Aww. And that actually wraps up Act 1. Wow. Okay. How we feel about it. I know it's you know it's pretty straightforward, but how do we feel about it? Well, a little bit of cat and mouse going on here, eh? Mm. Hey, right? Not even a little. One would say it's the whole show. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. <laughs> no way. Absolutely wild. One thing I will say about the show is it is uh, mama friendly. It's age appropriate. Aside from like implications about, you know, chasing beautiful women. But, you know, it's it, it's harmless. It's, it's pretty tame compared to how uh, the last one how went. musicals go. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty tame. Um, also, listening to the... Music gives you a rough guideline of the show, but it doesn't give you, like, everything. You can kind of piece it together, sort of, but it's not as straightforward as some of our other ones. That's why you listen to us. Yay! Yay! And uh, we've got a little factoid, I believe, Kylie. We do! Catch Me If You Can is a semi-autobiographical book about criminal exploits allegedly engaged in by Frank Abagnale Jr., a one-time con artist. Abagnale claims that as a young man, he cashed $2.5 million worth of bad checks while impersonating a Pan Am pilot, a doctor, a teacher, and an attorney. The book is acknowledged to have been partially fictionalized, and the factual basis for the events contained in the book has been challenged. Yeah, so it's one of those... uh, He might have done some of the stuff, but... Maybe not all of the stuff he claims to have done. You can't confirm I didn't do it. 
Right. Yeah, it's, it's one of those... Like, he probably did bounce some, some checks, but he was like, I was definitely this huge con man. Oh, yeah. It makes for a good story. And a decent musical, actually. Uh, okay, so let's impersonate our way into Act 2. Let's fraud our way into Act 2. Let's continue the chase in Act 2. Okay, okay, okay. All right, Amber, yours. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> we are not going to do Act 2. Let's nope our way into Act 2. <laughs> I have no things. Just one of those days, Amber? Yep. <laughs> Frank comes across another holiday staff party, this time for a hospital. One of the doctors asks him which department he's in, and he lies, saying he's a pediatrician at the Death Valley Children's Hospital. Oh. You know, casually just throwing uh-huh. out that I'm a pediatrician. <sighs> Great. He calls himself Dr. Connors and says he dislikes working with snot-nosed kids. Off to a great start. Well, <laughs> kids are often snot-nosed, so... It's not wrong. The other doctor feels sorry for him and gets him a job at the Atlanta General Hospital where he'll be surrounded by horny nurses in the song Doctor's Nurses. Better than snotty kids, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and I threw in specifically horny nurses because listening to that song, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They need to get some. uh, Good things happening at the uh, hospital, I see. I guess not. Hanratty is still searching for Frank and goes through missing persons reports in the song Live in Living Color, again reprise, not on the soundtrack. I guess it would be reprised too, technically. He eventually ends up at the house of Paula and her new husband to question her about Frank. Paula seems unsurprised by her son's behavior and hopes that he'll tell her son to come around more. <laughs> sure. Frank Sr. misses Paula and his, you know, family and wishes that she'd come around more. And this all takes place in the song, Don't Be a Stranger. Everyone is missing everybody. I miss you. Everyone is sad. Hanrady talks to Frank Sr. at a bar and realizes that they both had overbearing fathers in the song Little Boy, Be a Man. At his new job, Frank falls in love with Brenda Song, a nurse who he also finds intimidating. He tells her that he has seen these seven wonders and none of them compare to her beauty. Oh, Aww. wow. What a charlatan. Brenda brings Frank back to meet her family in New Orleans. Here, he lies that he's a lawyer, a doctor, and a Lutheran to impress her father. Oh, Father doesn't believe him, which is a good thing, (laughs) but somehow agrees to let them date anyway when Frank admits how much he loves her. Oh. Brenda's parents, Carol and Roger, tell Frank that they have a family sing-along each night after dinner. Oh, God. Which is weird. This is terrifying. They turn on the television to the song Our Family Treat. And then after the song, Frank proposes to Brenda and she accepts. Oh, we just met. What the heck? Oh, what the heck? Romantic. Oh, geez. I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck on the, they turn on the television to the song. Yeah, it's because it, it, it takes place after like a, a TV show. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it makes sense in the song. It's still weird either way. But yeah. it like plays specifically at a certain time. It's like a, a show's jingle. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So, right before the engagement ceremony, Frank learns that Hanratty has found out where he is. And so he <gasps> admits the truth to Brenda, telling her his real name. Which is probably the only good thing he's done this whole show. <laughs> the final truth. <laughs> he promises to return to her once he's escaped from Hanratty. Just as he leaves, Hanratty arrives, asking Brenda to tell him where Frank has gone. She says that she loves him and would never stitch on him and laments that she didn't get a true goodbye in the song Fly, Fly Aww. Away. But Hanratty tricks her into telling him anyway. Oops. Oops. Mm-hmm. She tried. So here we switch back to the opening scene with Frank cornered in the airport. The agents escort passengers out of the area as Frank threatens to run. 
Hannity says he doesn't want to use force, but will if Frank runs. Hannity informs Frank that his father is dead. While drunk, Frank Sr. had fallen down some stairs and broken his neck. Frank is depressed by this and gives in to Hannity in the song Goodbye. Wap wap. Frank is sentenced to 15 years in prison, but is released after seven for good behavior. After his release, he is hired by Hannity and the FBI to track down others who have done similar crimes. They both embrace and note that their partnership, while strange, is a true one. They talk about how close they become with Hannity becoming the godfather to Frank's kids. Cool. Frank opens up his own security company and pays off all of his bad checks. Good for him. Yeah. Nice. Getting on yeah. straight and narrow. Hell yeah. Hannity tells Frank it's time to uphold his end of the deal and tell him how he passed the bar exam. Frank tells Hannity, much to his surprise, that he actually didn't cheat. He studied. This takes place in the song Stuck Together, Strange But True. <laughs> hmm. It's like, yeah, for the ones, I actually did not cheat on this one, so. I don't believe him. <laughs> uh, but that actually ends our show. You know, like, embezzling, or not embezzling, but fraudulently cashing in, like, millions of dollars. Uh, Fifteen years seems like a bit of a, a, a light, light punishment. Uh-huh. I mean, that's millions of dollars. Yeah. But he pays it back. <laughs> yeah, that was after he got out of prison. <laughs> Which is surprising that he was able to pay it back after being in prison. I guess he was scamming banks, so it's like, whatever. Yeah, he was definitely scamming banks. He wasn't, like, using them in a business. It wasn't like, you know, like, haha, here's here's a check for my food. Bye. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you, yeah whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, he was, I think, I think more so, I'm surprised he didn't get in trouble for impersonating a pilot. A doctor. And a, a doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> right. And everything else that he lied about along the way. Right. Although I think it's implied like he wasn't a, he couldn't have been a doctor for like that long, you know? Mm-hmm. Because there's, you know, he doesn't like do anything. Well, I would hope not. With the pilot, like you can kind of get away with that because he was just a co-pilot. So I, I guess most of it like wasn't even him doing much. Yeah. But being a, I don't think you could lie being a doctor unless you were just like, well, I think it's a general hospital. So he probably just had to like give prescriptions and stuff. Like he probably wasn't doing surgery or anything. I hope not. God, yeah, I hope not. And then does Brenda like take him back after he gets out? Yeah, because that's how he, uh, so he has, he has kids, he has kids right? and Yeah, they get married and have kids and okay. live happily ever after. Sure. So she waited for him. Yeah. This man she knew for a short period of time. Uh-huh. True love. But she loves him, Amber. Yep. She loves him. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yes, this show, I feel, is is just kind of dumb fun. Like, it's not it's not serious by any means. For you sure. Know? The music is, is really upbeat throughout the whole thing. There's, like, a couple nice moments, like, learning that Frank Sr. and Hannity have a lot in common because their, their dads were terrible. And so teaching the next generation is, like, their job and stuff like that. And, like, learning that Frank Jr. is just kind of a sad kid who doesn't really know what to do with his life. That's why he's kind of just using his smarts in the wrong way. So. It sounds like it, it keeps a lot of the same vibes from the movie, which is what I'm familiar with. <laughs> oh, yeah, I actually haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I, I have not either. Wow. It's fun. I mean, it's a movie with Leo and uh, it, was, it was Tom, Tom. Hanks, right? Tom Hanks. Like, it's like, you're going to get a good show with those two looking at yeah. paint dry. So, <laughs> yeah, I've always been interested in seeing it, but I just, I, I don't know, I just haven't. So when I learned that it was a musical, I was like, oh, perfect. Another reason for me to know this story, because it sounds wild. Uh <laughs> yeah. 
And it turns out, actually, I really liked the music. And yeah, the story still holds, you know, the same beats as, you know, the uh, I'm sure the book does and the movie does. So yeah, it's just kind of silly, fun, you know, not not to be taken too too seriously. But yeah, is, uh, is that it? Is that all our thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have I don't have much else for this. So this one didn't play for very long. It had mixed to positive reviews, so I don't really know why it didn't do better. Come back. Yeah, I don't know why it didn't do better. Maybe it was just the the time was kind of off when it came out or something. I don't know. I don't I don't know the logistics behind it. So this one probably, you probably won't see this one. I don't imagine it's going to have a big reboot by any means. Um, But I would be curious to see it. Obviously, I'm always curious. But I do recommend listening to the soundtrack. It was very fun. Probably put a couple of them on my playlist. It was just all around good time. Thumbs up from me. Just good fun. Felony fun. Yeah, I guess that's going to go ahead and wrap us up for this one. Short episode. Yeah. Alrighty, well, be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This helps make sure you get our episodes as soon as they are posted. And it's just nice, so you can get all the info to catch the bad guys. <laughs> you catch all the bad guys. <laughs> and as soon as you start listening to our our episodes, please leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. It helps boost us up in the numbers. Do you think we can get away with like pretending that we're a five-star, super big podcast? Mm-hmm. If we just lie hard enough, people will believe us. If we go by popular trends, we can just scream into mics and, and people will just follow. Oh. All right. <laughs> Gotta start screaming. Mm. But in all seriousness, the best way to help us is through word of mouth. So please tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, preferably not con men, because I don't think we'll get much out of them. But sh- sure. And then we probably have to give I them guess. back. Yeah. Yeah. We want actual good usable money, so if you could just send that our way, that'd be cool. <laughs> Legit money. Yeah, yeah. And we're super cool, and you're super cool, so if you'd like to reach out to us, best way to do that is to email us at savemeanowsie at gmail.com, or you can find us all over the interwebs. We are on Twitter at savemeanowsie, we're on Facebook at savemeanowsie, we're on Instagram at savemeanowsie, and we're on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. We are all over, and none of those accounts are fake. So, cool. That is all us. I swear. That is actually us. Whether we post or not, that's besides the point. We have them. Yeah. (laughs) But for more shows and to keep updated on everything that we've got going on, you can go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. It's where you can find, like, other shows that we have on the network and other things that we are a part of and all that cool jazz. Also, we just want to say that we are nearing our 100th episode and... We did just hit our two-year anniversary. Woo-hoo. So go us. Woo! Woo! We are two years old. The terrible twos. It's crazy. crazy. It is super crazy. And uh, we really appreciate you guys for hanging around. But to celebrate, we would love it if you could give us some recommendations that you want to hear from us. This can be, you know, musicals. It can be musical movies, musical TV episodes, you know, anything like that. We just kind of want to do something fun for our around our 100th episode mark. So hit us up with your ideas. We'll just have a party. Party, party. Can we have balloons? And, yes. <laughs> but that's going to wrap us up for this episode of Save Me and I'll See. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Aisle Seat. If you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtag network. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.